Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're so glad you're with us today. And, you know, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders to perform in a top 10%. We always want to uh, interview top performers, give you kind of the cutting edge. What are some of the tools, information that may allow you to do whatever it is that you're going to do as a leader a little more, sometimes a little better? Also, how do you take that information, pass it on to your team, your colleagues? And these days, we've been really focusing on emotional brilliance, our, our book, Emotional um, Brilliance, How to Live a Stressless, Fearless Life, is available on Amazon, and you can get a, a hold of that. The idea of emotional brilliance taking off from emotional intelligence is what are the things that in the moment you pull up, you summon just the right strength just the right values, just the right mindset that allows you in the moment to be brilliant. Just You say the right thing, the decisions are right, the communication is just right. And so the more we're kind of zeroing in on that, we're, and especially around the folks you know, that we're uh, interviewing, um, we're kind of zeroing in on some of their strengths and, and what are some of their uh, highlights that we can pass on. And I, I want to bring on uh, my co-hosts, for the 13th year, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, and all of you know her as the uh, First Lady of Happiness um, that she has been labeled. She is the founder of four different consultancies, three leadership institutes, and really glad to have her as the co-author in Emotional Brilliance, but she's also Besides our book, which is an international bestseller now on Amazon of emotional brilliance, uh, she has many other best-selling books. Um, Fearless Leaders, Sharpen Your Focus is one of her uh, latest ones. And you can get more information from Kathy at www.drkathygreenberg.com. So, Kathy, welcome. Glad you're here and you can introduce our, our guest today. You bet. I'm happy to be here, too. And today's going to be, for me, um, a very touching uh, program. And for those of you who, uh, who have read the, uh, the promotion uh, for today's program, we're going to be talking uh, to one of, I, I should say, one of the most um, advanced, brilliant, beautiful, um, and soulful woman um, that I have met in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, I am so blessed to work with uh, federal uh, and national law enforcement agencies. And um, we're not going to talk a lot about um, Ayana's role uh, within her organization, um, but we'll talk a little bit about her more before we bring her on. Uh, before we do that, I would like to make sure, of course, that everybody who's listening knows my favorite co-host and dear friend, Dr. Ellie Nadler, and a little bit about him. Uh, as you know, Relly has been uh, an inspiration to so many of us uh, over the years with his passion uh, for emotional brilliance and emotional intelligence. 
Uh, obviously, you know, we have a very highly ranked show with millions of listeners around the world, uh, and a lot of that is due to, to his work. He is a, a master-level certified executive coach. Uh, he's a psychologist and a corporate leadership and team trainer, and I know all of you know um, his book, uh, which we've all read and, and keep on the bedstand. It's like the Bible of emotional intelligence. Uh, it's called Leading with Emotional Intelligence. It provides hundreds of tools wonderful strategies to help us all be star performers. And, of course, that includes you. Uh, he's written many books. His latest book is Physician Burnout. And as you can imagine, uh, in this day and age where we have so many frontline healthcare workers um, doing their job 24-7, uh, it has become a critical element for all healthcare leaders uh, to read and to understand. And, uh, of course, um, like myself, I have an IAP. Rally has an IAP as well. It's called Leadership Keys, and you can get it. It's free. Both of us love to give away as much as we can, so our IAPs are free. You can get them at your iTunes store or wherever you get your app downloads. Just put in Leadership Keys, and it will pop right up. Uh, he's also a very popular, uh, I would say, provider of information. You know, the word popular blog doesn't seem to fit here <laughs> because what he's doing is actually giving great, great advice on the Psychology Today website. <clears throat> Pardon me. It's Monday. My voice is always crackling on Mondays. I think it's because I've just talked too much over the weekend. <laughs> but I just want to say that I adore uh, Raleigh Nadler. I'm delighted to have him as my co-author uh, on our new book, Emotional Brilliance, which became number one international bestseller in business management uh, and business uh, research operations uh, the day it went live. So we are very blessed. And today we're going to talk with, as I said, a very wonderful woman who has become recently become um, a mother uh, and given her role uh, in creating a, a future black male leader in this wonderful world that we see evolving around us and working in a federal law enforcement agency with influence in her job over a team of individuals who come from different national and federal areas this is such a profound experience for me today to have uh, Ayana talk about what is important to her. So we're going we're gonna to come back um, to Ayana in a minute. Before we go further, Relly, maybe you can talk a little bit about, you know, what is emotional brilliance? Because many people may just be tuning in for the first time. Um, and I think it's important for them before we bring Ayana on um, to talk about why we're so focused on this and why we wrote a whole book about it. Yeah, thanks, Kathy. Well, thanks for the introduction. appreciate that. And then for um, our listeners, you know, this is a, is a time between um, the pandemic and COVID-19, all the uh, uh, unrest around, you know, um, racial uh, injustice that people are seeing that all emotions are really heightened. And so this is a time as a leader 
that the more you know about yourself, what's going on, the self-awareness, the more that you know about others. We have a motto in our book I'll just say a word about, and then we zero it in. What do we do with all these emotions? You know, uh, people are sheltered in. Um, they're dealing with the, um, going to protests, you know, or, you know, watching about it. And so there's so much going on. And so our model that we're talking about in emotional brilliance is this model called NAME, N-A-M-E. So the end is what do you notice what's going on in, in, in as far as the emotions go? Can you give it a name? So you feel, you sense something going on in your body, can you give it a name? The A is accept that. And can you accept that? There's a lot now also about biases, implicit bias. We all, all have those. Can you accept what's going on? around that, or whatever the emotion, whether it's good or unpleasant, can you accept it? And then a lot of what we talk about in, in leadership is how do you manage it? There's managed thoughts, there's managed actions, and you can kind of see this going on in today's world, that, you know, there's a lot of emotions and people are trying to manage it in all different ways, and then giving it a voice, and the E is expressing it. So you have notice a name, you have accept and manage and express, and all of us are, are in that uh, areas of trying to make the best decisions about our emotions and do we express it and how do we express it and you can kind of see that you know going on every time you every time you see the news so Kath I'll turn it back over to you so you know tell us uh, you know where do we want to start with you know Ayanna uh, Brody well, and you know what, for the purposes of our show, um, her her name and how I knew her and how I've always known her is as Brody, <laughs> so I'm just going to call her Brody. Um, Ayana is, uh, is an amazing woman. Um, she serves as uh, one of the youngest chiefs of staff, as I said, at a major federal organization in national law enforcement, and her particular role uh, in this in this organization is powerful because this is a multi-agency, uh, and I'll call it task force. Uh, it's a multi-agency task force. It, it works across all national teams and international teams when necessary, um, and it deals uh, with the recovery of individuals who, uh, in some instances, have been hostages uh, for some time. And so it's very, very important for all of us to recognize that when somebody works in an organization as the center for this unified approach to recovering American hostages abroad, it, it's, it's so critical for people to be committed to supporting those families, you know, whose loved ones are being held captive. And she was appointed the chief of staff uh, on May 1st, 2020, so this is very recent. She provides strategic counsel on policy and planning and matters, um, as well as uh, public affairs, while serving on um, uh, several different liaison roles with the National Security Council or the NSA and other international agencies. So, you know, this is, this is somebody who has a very critical role uh, in helping others, and her appointment um, before that uh, was serving as a senior management program analyst for uh, one of these strategic organizations and policy coordinator. And she's led innovations uh, in her organization, which include uh, the idea of emotional intelligence uh, for team effectiveness. And just an amazing woman. 
um, not only policy, but of course, risk management and uh, anything related to supporting uh, these individuals and their families and certainly improving communication uh, among the what we call the hostage enterprise. And as you know, Relly, um, you know, I've worked with uh, SWAT uh, and national um, law enforcement uh, special response teams are included here, the hostage negotiators, and, of course, on an international basis with our special operations forces uh, and, um, and special ops teams. And so I understand the magnitude of what this young woman does. Um, she uh, entered into the uh, agency where she works now uh, as an honors intern in 2006. She um, had gone to uh, Bennett College uh, for Women, uh, wonderful, wonderful organization, and she was assigned to the uh, headquarters uh, offices in D.C., and um, basically she has been supporting domestic and international investigations since that time. She has a master's in forensic psychology uh, from Argosy University and a bachelor's in psychology from Bennett College for Women, and now she's becoming a certified coach. I love working with her. She's an amazing person. Brody, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. (laughs) Great. Sorry for that long introduction, but it's for me, Riley, it's so important for the people who are listening to understand who Brody is and what she's going to talk about today. Um, and that is becoming a mother who, you know, who's going to be raising um, a young black man to be a bold black leader. And she and I have talked about this peripherally, um, but the passion that she has for how she's raising her son is so profound, especially because she's in law enforcement. Right, she's in this this I, whole uh, environmental change around policing, and and it's going to be an amazing uh, discussion. So, Brody, thank you for doing this. Not a problem. Thank you, Brody. Also, um, so we're going to go to our first break, and then Brody, the rest of the show is kind of all about you and and what we can you know learn from you. So, you're listening to Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. 
They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness, and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL, or return on leadership. You can, too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you are truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We are having a very engaging conversation today, so you may want to put on your seatbelt. You may also want to... um, Think about erasing any ideas of where you are in your life, where you are in the evolution of your thought, and suspend judgment and listen without bias, if you can, because this show is about a young woman holding a very amazing career in a federal law enforcement agency that is responsible for many people in the process of hostage recovery. And she is a new mother. Uh, Brody, let's talk about how you got into this career and where, where did this come from? I mean, in your, in your experience as a young woman growing up, tell us about your background. So I grew up in Scotch Plains, New Jersey. This is a very, uh, Italian, Jewish community. So I grew up with probably about maybe 10 or 15 African-American families uh, within this entire town, about over about 1,000 people plus, so small but yet very intimate. And law enforcement has always been the one thing that I wanted to do growing up. And I knew um, from watching the different shows as a kid, like most people, you think this is a perspective that you have going into it. Uh, So as... I went through high school, I took different courses. I really realized that I loved working with people and I loved helping people, but I wasn't really sure, like most high schoolers, where to go, right? Uh, So from there, went uh, to an all-African-American female college. There's only two in the country. It is our school in Spelman in Atlanta, Georgia. So from right then and there, I knew that I wanted to hone these skills of being a motivator, um, being someone that can influence at a level where you're able to just love on folks, but still make sure that they're getting what they need. And I was able to get that at Bennett. So from there on, uh, one of my favorite administrators, 
she fell upon a packet that came from this uh, federal agency. They were looking for honors interns. And she pulled me to the side and said, hey, I know this is something that you're interested in. I think you should just do it. Apply for it. See what happens. You know, jump with both your feet in. So I said, okay, why not? Put my packet in. Next thing you know, we get a call, an interview, and then the entire process kind of snowballs. And before you know it, my summer internship in 2006, I am about 17, eight, well, really like 18, 19 years old, and I am in Washington, D.C. Never been to D.C. except for being a child, going with family, but by myself, completely involved in this new environment, a law enforcement agency, uh, and not really sure what to do. So from there, I just kind of learned, and I sat, and I became a sponge, and just trying to figure out what was next. I knew this is what I wanted to do, but just different experiences of being there. And I'm now almost 12, 13 years in, so every job became different. Every person that I've had a connection with or some, fo- some form of relationship had taught me something. It started with my mentor there when I was an uh, intern and worked my way all the way up to where I am to this day. So it's been a whirlwind. It's been an adventure. It's definitely your highs and your lows. You have those individuals who just, are either the the naysayers or you have those that are just going to empower you. And I wanted to make sure that the longer I stay in this organization, that I was going to be that one to empower, not naysay. So that's kind of where we are to this day. Wow. So, so Brody, um, it, we mentioned earlier that you're chief of staff and, and how, ma- how many people are on, underneath you? And then we want to also then zero in on kind of what's, what is kind of the most uh, challenging emotions for you? So first, maybe, you know, how, how big a group are you supporting? So being the chief of staff and being the first African-American woman chief of staff in this uh, multi-level agency, uh, I, I manage about 30-plus people on a regular basis. And this uh-huh. is from every three-letter organization that you could possibly think of. And I've been blessed to serve under them for as long as I have just because these individuals are amazing to see their work every single day and to work with them. I mean, it is, it, I mean, it's phenomenal. Like these people literally take this job home with them every single day, knowing that we literally are making a true dent into hostage recovery and, and just the enterprise as a whole, because you figure for some people, their jobs are one of those, uh, calculated jobs and you can take it home, but not really. But this job, you know that if you're not doing something, it's almost cause and effect. So if we're not doing it to our fullest potential, you have an individual that could be in a hole being, uh, you know, abused or, or whatever, whatever the case may be overseas. And we know that because we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, which is why we come to work every single day with an enthusiasm of knowing like, hey, we have to get these people home. So emotionally, what does that look like? It's being empathetic. It's being sympathetic and really self-aware of knowing exactly what you come here to do today. Today is a mission of making sure that you have everything that you need. And for me, that's making sure that I'm extremely um, self-motivated and encouraging my staff to do whatever it is that they need to do so that they're mentally capable and that they're healthy and they're overall protected. 
because, of course, everyone has a boss to answer to. But if they don't have what they need, they can't be um, as brilliant as they're supposed to be. So I'm just a simple servant at the end of the day, and I just love it. <laughs> I love when you say it's really, you see why I love this woman. Yeah. It, it just, you are so inspiring, Brody. Every, every word that comes out of your mouth, there's so much energy behind it. Tell us a little bit about um, how you decided to become uh, a, a leadership coach, um, how you got to go into coaching, and, and where are you going to go with this coaching and why? Ooh, a lot, right? So coaching for me was one of those um, careers that I wasn't necessarily sure that I was going to go down. So for the longest time, I knew that counseling was kind of where I was starting to feel for. Um, in my younger 20s, I was a counselor at my church, so we did a lot of mentoring with at-risk youth, at youth, at youth, I'm sorry, and you're talking everything from just socioeconomic and abuse and, and all of that wrapped up in one. And I knew that counseling was something that I really wanted to do, but because I was working full time and I was in grad school, I just wasn't necessarily sure if that would have been where I wanted to go. So, of course, me being the planner, I started thinking down the line, like, what would retirement look like for me? And most people want to continuously work until they're old and gray and they're like, hey, fine. But I knew that coaching would have been a way better avenue for me, not just because there's a very clear difference between coaching and counseling, but because I want someone to be able to think outside of their own box and create their own story. I didn't want to have to give them advice because they may not necessarily A, accept it, or B, truly understand it. So being able to coach and especially going into leadership coaching I wanted to make sure that those who are in these high-ranking positions had what they need so it could be a trickle-down effect to their staff. And realizing that in my own organization, there is a major lack in that, that that became my sole motivator. So I took recently an organizational leadership course about four weeks ago, and it really fired me up to start to hone in on these skills of figuring out, like, well, what's my superpower? And I think of your... Uh, Captain Planet and your Wonder Woman. And it's like, well, what do you really want to do? So my superpower has always been a motivator. I've always loved to motivate people and make sure that they are at their very best self. So with that being said, I took the course. Then I started to pass this information along to colleagues and even my boss and their bosses. So we kind of come to an agreement of we needed something more. Everyone had said it for so long, but no one really had a plan to do it. So we decided, like, hey, if I can make this a career at some point or even a retirement career for me, then this is where we should go. I want to be able to bring new leaders up into an organization that is safe and healthy and mentally preparing them. I guess we can talk more. Amazing. Amazing. That's all I can say. We will be right back. We're going to talk about the role of COVID, the riots, and Black Lives Matter to a young African-American woman who is successful with a 10-month-old baby. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. 
Voice America Business Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Brody, who is the Chief of Staff for a national law enforcement agency, and, and just talking about your <clears throat> motivation uh, and, and motivating people, Brody, is, is uh, so inspiring. So just to hear it, you kind of hear it in your voice. So let me ask you kind of these days, and this will get into some of the things Kathy was just talking about, kind of where we're at today with the pandemic and protests and stuff, but what, what emotion is most challenging for you, you know, each day as you're going to work? Mm. frustration and anger. I think because of the time of COVID, uh, uncivil unrest, the, the Black Lives Matter movement, police brutality, all of these things wrapped up in one, it brings out a lot of different uh, emotions. And I think a lot of times you try not to be angry and you want to be empathetic and you want to be understanding at the end of the day but it's so frustrating because this isn't like the first time that these movements have began. We've been doing this since the 50s and 60s and 70s, and every generation that has come up has done some form of movement against, uh, against systematic racism as a whole. So every day trying to be able to cap and put a, a top over the, the anger and the frustration of realizing that as much as, the Constitution has said that, you know, every man will be created equal. That's not the reality. And you want to be able to stay true to that. And it's very hard when you have people that are scared of your skin tone. They're afraid that not only is your, your skin tone the, the end-all, be-all, but if you're smart and you don't look like them, you become not necessarily an ally, but an enemy, Right. So trying to hone all these in and have a smile on your face every day, as my mother and my father has always taught me to do, is to be able to fight fire with fire. And by doing that, you need to be one step ahead of the game and as empathetic as you can be to really understand the cause. Powerful, very powerful. You know, it's funny, Ayana, when you and I um, talk, uh, and, you know, I being um, somebody who, who has felt some um, oppression coming up in a world where I was, for example, the only white girl in my whole junior high school because I was forced bust 
you know, I was forced to be bused to a community. Um, and for some reason, the other, you know, other white kids didn't show up, but, and I stayed in that school. I had no problem staying in that school. Um, and then being a woman on top of it, growing up in a world where, you know, everything was male dominant and trying to establish myself and being, um, in many ways, uh, told I couldn't do certain things and just did it anyway. I mean, I can't equate myself to what's going on, but as a, uh, you know, as you, you said, an African-American woman, I say, you know, a proud black woman, don't you think there's an extra layer here that people are also missing? Absolutely. I think um, on any given day, people almost forget that for African-American women, we are the group that are is always there. We're the ones that will stand up for oppression. We'll be the first one at the, the call of order, even when it comes to uh, the civil unrest and just oppression as a whole, because not only are you dealing in a male-dominated field, I'm also dealing with a white male-dominated field. So when you start adding another layer to having um, your federal agents versus your professional staff, and it's, and it's all of these things, right, that's layered down to them being an African-American woman in a profession, in a form of leadership now, it becomes one of those things that you, A, have to make sure that you are standing proud, you're doing what you are supposed to do because this is what you care about, but also realizing, like, there are people that are under you that are looking to you for guidance. They're looking to you to be the example that you should be because most times if you're going to be unnoticed, ignored, and most often just counted out of the game completely. And sometimes it's kind of hard to play the game if you've never participated to begin with. So I think it's a lot of underlying issues, and I think that's why we have these conversations to start peeling those layers back and really be at the truth of who we are, people first, not the color of our skin. So, Anna, I mean, it's got to you know, have no sense of you know, how that would be in those situations for you, but every day you're, you're in those. So tell me, you know, one of the things we, we kind of uh, have Kathy and I talking about is kind of this go-to um, you know, what allows you in those situations where maybe, you know, you haven't been a part of the game now that you feel at the other side of the game? Um, like, how do you a- approach those challenging situations? How do you, like, get yourself ready? What do you do to kind of prime yourself? What do you do to kind of to bring your best self forward in spite of what may be some of the implicit bias and, and societal things that, you know, are there, how do you, what do you do to bring your best self forward in those moments? So to be at my very best on a daily basis at whatever level, whether I am home as a wife or as a mother or even as the chief of staff, number one, it's always meditating. I'm clearing my mind. I am setting my plate for what today would look like. Taking the time out, uh, reading the word, just, you know, really being present. I think the next thing is also realizing that outside of being present with myself is being present with others. And it's so hard because you're always encompassed with just everything and your mind starts to spin and has a list of all these different things that we forget to be present with the people that are in front of us 
who also motivate us and challenge us on a daily basis. And then my third and final thing is admiring what's in front of me and appreciating what God has illustrated around me. So it's really taking the time to just look and see, and from there, I'm able to launch. So the biggest motivating factor for me, and it's my mantra now, is to create a home from which to launch. That is said every single day, every single morning, and that goes at every level from my house all the way to work. If I'm able to create a place that people can be vulnerable, it's a safe haven, I can be an advocate, I can stand up for them, and I can also help them move in a direction that speaks to them, then I've done everything that I was set out to do on this place. Yeah, Brody, when you, um, you obviously talk with such passion, and that's why I adore every word you say, it, a lot has changed in the last 10 months for you personally. Um, and you're still on task. You're still creating that home to launch from, and I believe in that, too. I always <clears throat> remember Oprah used to, to say, you know, your home should lift you up. And for me, if my home mm-hmm. isn't lifting me up and making me feel like I can, as you said, launch into the world or stay here and launch with others, um, then there's something wrong. But tell me a little bit about the last 10 months. So the last 10 months, I am a proud mother of a 10-and-a-half-month little boy. Uh, his name is uh, also Brody, which I think is always ironic, as my girlfriend said, it's a slight uh taste of narcissism because I named him after myself, but um, I actually named him because that was my maiden name. And when I got married, my husband and I decided that uh, I wasn't going to hyphenate, but I was going to give my firstborn son that name also by paying homage to my own father. And because I love that name so much and it means so much to me, I wanted my son to have a piece of that with him growing up. So being a, a new mother, first time mom, it's changed a whole lot. It's changed my perspective of what to do, what to say, how to be. Every day I'm waking up thinking, well, how can I make my son proud of me today? So I am so cautious and so careful of not being what I used to be or being very cautious that I, A, won't embarrass myself or just at the end of the day, making sure that my son can look back on these years and say, you know what, I am so proud of my mother because she is this and that, and she showed me the path, and she showed me what excellence looked like on a daily basis. She has been uh, a rock for me, and she's been so solid, but also making him sure that, yes, I am beautifully flawed, and I still want him to learn from the experiences and the mistakes that I may make along the way. And doing that has really created just a, a different mindset. I know when people have children, the first thing they're always saying that it'll change your world. And of course, me not having a, a, a kid till later in life, it was always the, mm-hmm, yeah, that's great. But I didn't really get it until recently of having this child and realizing that it does, it shifts everything. It shifts your perspective on life. What does that mean for you as a mother? What does that mean to even have an African-American son, especially during um, civil unrest? and a movement that is going so quickly, all these things are now encompassing how I am and how I need to be for him. So uh, I know we've kind of uh, thought about this uh, in, in preparing for this, but so 
what are what are some of the things? It sounds like the, your what is so impressive, Ayana, is just your presence and your you know kind of preparation and pre thought. And I know uh, we just finished uh, Father's Day and kind of I have two kids and just kind of hearing from them. They're you know now they're in their twenties. But just about reflecting back and kind of where you're just starting, and you know what was significant for them. What, what are some of the things that you are thinking about on a daily basis? You know, with your son. Um, you know, to whether it's to educate him or to kind of you know be that role model. What are some of the things that kind of stand out that you're putting into practice? So one of the big things I put into practice when my son was born, probably. Two or three days after I created an email account for him, um, and it was for a couple of reasons. The first one being that I wanted him to have a professional email account. And yes, even as a baby, I wanted him to make sure that he had something so when it was time for him to draft resumes, applications, he would have something that reflected him. So it was his entire name. But also I wanted, because my grandmother started this pattern and this trend for our family, was that she used to write us letters. And Jax used to write me specifically letters. Um, and we would write back and forth. And she would put in there her thoughts, um, where she was mentally at the time, stuff that she wanted to press upon me, uh, just values, right, uh, and family values. So I used what my grandmother did, and I started to kind of bring into the new technology of things of writing my son emails. So when my son was born, I uh, still in the hospital, a couple of days after labor, I just started writing to him. Um, we were in the hospital for about four solid days. So I would send him uh, about an email. Sometimes it would be a couple of paragraphs or pages and just explaining, you know, this is where I was mentally. How does it feel to be in your 30s having a son? You know, things that I want to press upon him that I may forget to tell him later in life because life just happens, right? Uh, making sure that he understood and he knows who he is as a man. Yes, we'll talk soon. You are amazing. I love this story. Uh, such a powerful example uh, of not only being a mother, but making sure that your son hears history from, from the facts that you want to provide and not what the media wants to say. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. 
Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness, and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL, or return on leadership. You can, too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you are truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We are talking with Ayanna Brody. She is the uh, Chief of Staff for a National Law Enforcement Agency. And so before the uh, break, uh, Anna, we're just talking about the beautiful practice of the emails that you're sending to your son, you know, really kind of creating your own um, history and narrative for him. And so uh, maybe say a little bit more about that and kind of your thoughts about that. What, like, you know, he's not even a year old, so he may not ever see this, like, when do you think he'll ever see some of these? Like, what's your thought? <laughs> Given you are, uh, you know, such a good planner, it sounds like. Yeah, so my plan was when Brody turned 18, one of his birthday gifts would have been uh, receiving this email address and the password. So when he was headed off to school, he would be able to just take the time and just go through everything. So not only did uh I sent him emails, his father sending him him emails, as well as um, specific family members that I selected, including my own parents who are still alive, to make sure that they impressed from their generation on to him, as well as uh, other family members that I knew that would be able to make him a strong man. And, of course, like that ever-ancient African proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. So I wanted to make sure that my village was going to continuously pour into my son. And just like everything in life, not everyone can pour into uh, certain individuals. So I knew that when creating this email, I wanted to also create the narrative for him. Because I know most history books will either ignore this entire movement or it will be lightly touched. So I wanted him to know exactly what's going on, why civil unrest is where it is today, why there is just um, a platform that everyone is speaking about these Black Lives Matter and what all that actually means from the perspective of him having a black father and a black mother, and we both work for law enforcement. I wanted that to be him hearing it from us instead of him hearing it from someone else. Or when he does become of age and he's a teenager, him knowing exactly what to do, what to say, 
and him having a very clear understanding of what this means. And prayerfully, by the time my son is 16 or 17, this has completely changed his world, that he may not even experience any of the stuff that we're experiencing now. And that's my hope and my prayer at the end of the day, that he sees a new world order based off of what we are doing now. Powerful, powerful words. Very powerful. Let me ask you a quick question about um, how our children come into this world. Just very quickly, do you see any emotional intelligence traits showing up in your son? And who do you believe is influencing those traits the most, you or his father? So because he's still young, um, as my family jokingly calls him baby genius, I'm seeing a, <laughs> a plethora of different things that are coming up in him. Um, I think he is a motivator just by demeanor, and I would definitely say he gets that from me. He is a mover and a shaker, so constantly he is very inquisitive. He's looking at things, and I could tell that for him, those kinks are starting to turn, and he's trying to figure out stuff, and he's trying to figure out where things go. And I think that is a testament to his father and I, or just showing him different things and making sure that uh, we're pushing him. And I know that for him to even just be a baby, I'm still continuously pushing my son to hit that mark of being excellent. So a lot of times when parents are talking about what they're doing with their child, and then they come around, they ask us, you know, we're telling him like, yes, he's 10 months and he's potty trained already. Or, you know, he's looking at different programs that most 15 and 20 month old children are looking at. But um, for his emotional intelligence, I think for him being very self-aware of who he is, what he says, or even just his baby babble alone, you can tell that he's very uh, methodical about certain things. And he knows when he does something and when he doesn't, or he knows that he can honestly feel how your feelings are. So he's very self-conscious about emotions and what happens if mommy's upset or, or if daddy raises his voice. Like, he's very in tune to all of these things. So I think it's a very healthy balance of both of us. And I think it's a great thing. Like, he'll be amazing. Well, it oh, sounds no like doubt. It's, you know, <laughs> and all this stuff so early, I'm sure when you look at uh, your, li- your little Brody and you just see, you know, what's going on in that brain. I mean, it, it's so phenomenal, all the things that happen in the, in the learning. And then the mirroring, you know, that we know just from uh, the psychology of it you know, mirroring what you're doing, mirroring what your your husband's doing, the kind of the mirroring of the faces back and forth, you know. There's almost that dance that goes. Uh, and picking up all that stuff, and especially then around emotions, you know, uh, sharing what's going on w- with you and, and helping giving him some of that, that language. I mean, so he's so young. He's, so is he, uh, where is he as far as languaging going? Because it usually happens a, lot, a little bit later, right? Yes. So the first couple of words, he was around maybe eight, nine months. He was saying Baba first, which we understood was bottle. Then he went immediately to Mama. And for most mothers, you're super excited because normally the first or second word is Dada. Um, So I was above and beyond excited that he said Mama first. And then he just recently started saying Dada. Uh, And then for some really weird reason, I think that's because the programs that we have him watch, he started saying that, just that. So um, we'll say this, and then he'll respond with that. <laughs> so he's uh, he's starting to understand words, which we were really shocked at. Um, 
and actually getting it on video was hilarious. So we're realizing that these programs are actually working, um, but he's also very tuned into what is being said around him and also just being an avid reader for him. We read books of all different genres and collections and poetry since, you know, some of my favorite artists are Nikki Giovanni and Langston Hughes of just being able to just read to him what my parents used to read to me. And um, my parents are phenomenal because they were able to pass down a lot of the books that they read to me when I was a girl and I was his age. So we're now doing the same thing with him. And then hopefully that literacy will then become just a generational knowledge of wealth that will just keep on passing these same books down. Um, because that's figure at, uh, at one point in time, we as a community and as a people, we weren't able to read or write or even have books. So letting this be the generational wealth of uh, just knowledge is uh, so important to have for our children so they know exactly where they come from. I, I cannot stop listening to you. I don't even want to interrupt you, uh, but we are coming to the end of this show, my dear. I just want to celebrate you. I want to thank your parents and your grandparents and your husband um, for making you the woman uh, that you are and supporting you as the mother that you are. Uh, I'm always amazed by you. It's always a pleasure to be with you. As we say goodbye, uh, Brody, one and in one sentence, I know this is going to be hard, what's the best advice you can give any young mother raising a son um, or even a daughter in this new Black Lives Matter uh, safe communities and safe policing post-COVID environment? Mm. We as a people should go beyond the call of our everyday duties and become a better version of ourselves. Beautiful. Well said. Amazing young woman. I look forward to being in your life for some time to come, and we're going to hear it from you again, I hope. Absolutely. Thank you. I really appreciate it today. Thank you, Brody. Really inspiring, and, and uh, we're looking forward to kind of hearing more. and. And best of luck in all the good vibes and good information you're spreading to the people that report to you, but then also to your family. Beautiful. So you've been listening to Leadership Development News. Tune in to tune up your performance, and we'll be back again next week. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.